five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about geofencing today. It's not something I know a whole lot about, but we've got some informative articles and, uh, you know, I've got some questions for you. Maybe you guys know more about it than I do. And also some really, really important news, I think, although it's not really being widely covered, it doesn't seem in the industry. So here we go. Let's see what we've got. I was drafted. I enlisted. I was nervous. And there I was in Asia. Europe. The Gulf. And I saw things. Incredible things. And people you never forget. I did my job. For my country. My buddies. For total strangers. And I was proud. So grateful. For my family. My freedom. For all who served and all who serve, we can never thank them enough. Okay, so that was a Boeing Veterans Day commercial from 16 years ago. And, uh, you know, that'll, that says something on its own right there. So I wanted to take a minute and uh, talk about Veterans Day. It's not something that I usually think about too much because I'm not a veteran. I, I, got, uh, I had always planned on going to college, of course. I did get a draft number. Uh, in the lottery, but it was in the 300s, and so there wasn't much chance of me being drafted. Um, and so I just continued on with my plan to go to, to go to college. My father had been in the Navy and done ROTC uh, toward the end of World War II, so he got out and uh, into active service in uh, right after the war ended and helped with the cleanup operation in the Pacific, but uh, no action. By then it was all done. And so he didn't seem to encourage me to go, um, to go into the service. You know, things just progressed on with life. Um, I don't remember any of my classmates. If they went, they didn't see action. You know, it was right after the Vietnam War. So, um, so let's talk about it a little bit. For marketers, the biggest mistake, the biggest Veterans Day mistake is ignoring the holiday. You know, it occurred to me on here that I actually went looking for Veterans Day commercials. I found a few, you know, like a local realtor uh, in some market uh, who had an ad. I saw some Veterans Day sale ads, but I didn't see any major advertisers on board with this. Not, none. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't any. I'm just saying that normally I search for commercials on YouTube and I didn't see any Veterans Day con uh, contemporary commercials. I saw them from eight years ago, six years ago, 16 years ago in this case, uh, which says a lot, you know. Um, every major brand seems to have to have a Pride Day, uh, you know, a Support Ukraine Day or whatever else the next thing is. Um, but really, really uh, kind of shocking that we don't have a Veterans Day. So I'm taking some time just for that. Um, so BMW was highlighted in the ad by, uh, or in the uh, in the article by Sarah Mahoney, and it's really an interview with Liz Carmo. It looks like um, it says there's many reasons why brands shy away from marketing to veterans. Um, for one thing, millennial vets have little in common with their Vietnam era com counterparts. Um, marketing Daily said there were 19 million vets, which is about six percent of the population. But uh, it's much bigger than that, uh, according to Liz. She said it's more like 40 million people with um, 
when you include the families uh, and the National Guard and military affiliated and all that. So that would be <clears throat> that would be 12%, which is like the entire black population. So it's a pretty big market. And uh, she also said that it was generally higher income than average and more trained than average, um, but admitted that they are uh, demographically diverse, but they're all bonded with respect and service. Okay, there's some core principles. She said you can always say thanks. This uh, BMW ad, you know, it's pretty subtle. doesn't say a whole lot. It doesn't say thank you for the, your service, which Liz admitted is a little bit flat, but it's better than not saying thank you at all. Um, many fear that the simple thank you for your service has become insulting. I don't think that's the case, but um, you can fly the flag. Liz said, just do it in the right way. They see breaches in flag etiquette. Right. You know, I notice flags, especially up in Madison, you know, flag on one side of the street will be at half mass. The other one will be full up. Uh, my understanding is that you can fly a flag at half mast every day of the year for something. If you look hard enough. Um, and it, bothers me greatly. I remember when it was a big deal when John F. Kennedy was assassinated and the flag went to half-mast. It used to be a big deal. We didn't we didn't put our flags at half-mast for almost anything. Now it seems to be every week at least somebody's hurt or there's a tornado or something. There's some reason. Uh, and it, to me it is inappropriate, but I don't know if the, I don't I don't know if other veterans feel that way, but I certainly do. Um, so many, you know, there's some other mistakes. Many companies have Veterans Day sales that offer nothing special for veterans. That is ironic, I think. I know Gus's Diner has free breakfast for veterans tomorrow. So if you're in the Madison area or Sun Prairie, there's one in Sun Prairie. I think there's one in Verona. There's at least those two. Uh, get over to Gus's. Our church is having a little get together over there, uh, for the veterans Somebody asked me if I was coming. I said, I'm not a veteran. They said, whoa, we really thought you were. <laughs> Maybe it's the look. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, so when you offer a discount, make sure it's always on. That's another thing I hadn't thought about, you know. And my son gets veterans discounts and stuff. So, you know, it's a good thing. Anyway, something to think about. BF, BMW North America is one of my favorite companies, Liz said. Um, it includes a discount for military service members and their families up to $4,000. So um, they are also were a, a pace car for the Marine Corps Marathon. Didn't even have to go very fast, I, I suppose. Okay, so Wargaming, I don't know what that company is, but they've also done a good job with veterans. Okay, so let's go on. Here's big news. To me, it's big news. Amazon expands e-commerce into Meta with data sharing clause. Okay, Amazon is partnering with Meta to allow Facebook and Instagram users to purchase from their feeds. And why that's a big deal to me is, you know, I talk about how direct mail allows us to see the engaged non-buyers. I'm not sure this goes all the way to that, 
But one of the big flaws in the in the digital marketing mantra, which is, you know, we, we get the ad in front of your customers when, where, and what they're looking for or something like that. And I just laugh when I think of that because I don't know what I'm looking for next. And so advertising that tries to do that is probably going to fail. And I always point out that Amazon doesn't usually try to do that. They say people who bought this also bought that. And they don't imply that they sneak up on you and read your mind and know what you're going to buy next. Okay. That said, one of the big flaws in digital marketing is that you put an ad on Facebook and then you ask people to go to your website. And maybe they don't go right away. Maybe they're, and there's, you know, and, and as third party cookies go away, you don't even know if they went because of your ad or they just went. You don't know why they went. You can, you can track the last site they were on, but it doesn't necessarily give you that they saw your ad. And so there's a huge disconnect in, in the purchase process between the advertising and the purchase. And even Google admits that, that the customer funnel is broken. So this may, may actually allow them to close the gap uh, where you see an ad on Facebook and you buy it without buy it on another site or well buy it through Amazon, which allows there to be a link, I think, I'm not sure, allows a, a link between the ad on Facebook and the actual purchase. And that's been missing for 25 years since e-commerce got going. And so that's big news for me. Okay, now let's get over to this article. I've been missing articles by Craig Huey uh, because I get emails and they have the article name, but they don't, they aren't updating their blog. So I'm going to call up Craig and and tell him that he needs to get these articles not just in the email but also on the blog. But anyway, geofencing is changing the way B2C co companies target their prospects for hard to reach audiences. And uh this is getting close to the creepy that we were talking about yesterday. Um this election I'm geofencing a hard to reach audience for many candidates, giving them a better chance of winning. Okay? That's what Craig says. He says it's perfect for B2C. Um, you can target prospects who shopped at Whole Foods or vitamin shops nationwide or locally in the last six months if you're selling health and, fit, health and fitness products. That's really interesting. And it's creepy. <laughs> it really is. You know, they can track your, they can track your, I, I mean, I'm not sure they know exactly who you are, but they know your mobile phone went to, went to Whole Foods. Uh, selling country. Music concert tickets, you can target anyone who has been to a country music concert within the last 12 months. I'm talking to someone who does air shows, which is a cool thing. And um, we'll see if he uses this technique. We'll, we'll find out. I'm also talking with a broker that's giving me counts for people who live near or on lake property in a hundred mile radius. I'm, I'm, I've got a call with him this afternoon. So, uh, and that was done with geofencing, you know, trace around the lake. Um, I mean, you don't know for sure, but in that case, in the lake property case, we're, we're using name and address. We probably also will be able to get uh, email and phone number. I hope, hopefully, if we can get the phone number, we can probably get the email. So <clears throat> anyway, Craig says, then you can send Facebook ads, Google ads, 
and pre-rolls and more to geofenced uh, names. Geofence allows marketers to strategically target prospects and gather their mobile IDs. Okay, so it isn't necessarily their street address, but it sounds like that's what I'm looking to rent. So, based on their physical location, not uh, or on any given date. Uh, I will usually give location. I will usually use location going back nine months. <clears throat> If it's a store like Whole Foods or a church. Now, this is where it started to get a little creepy for me. I mean, retail geofencing. <laughs> and, it, you know, if you, you've probably seen, I use Waze and you stop at a stoplight in Chicago anyway, Chicago Metro, and they'll say, you know, there's a subway just down the street. You know, take 10% off or something. Free fries. Do they, have, do they even sell fries? I don't think so. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so that's different. He says, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about building a list. Okay. Um, but you can even geofence around a competitor. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing if you offer them an ad on their phone at the, at the moment, you can also get, the, get that information if you want to. So geofencing allows you to get your offer out to c consumers at the right moment when they are nearby. You know, like in your parking lot or whatever. I've I've seen that happen when I pull into Walgreens with with Waze. It does do it with Waze. It doesn't just do it generally though. It must be particular apps, which makes sense on a on a drive-by app. Okay, but geofencing is ideal for e-commerce and lead generation. I'm talking about using a, using mobile IDs for your ads on Facebook, Google, YouTube, and more to send your message in a digital campaign to the right prospect. One great ex example from our clients is we used geofencing as part of a multi-channel integrated marketing campaign for a candidate. Uh, apparently, it was a conservative candidate. We fenced 34 different evangelical churches. And I heard about this from Ron Davis way back, I don't know, 8, 10 years ago. And he and he said, we can tell who, go, who went to church last Sunday. <laughs> and Ron does a lot of fundraising, so that... I don't know if it ever, if you ever tried it or not. I'll have to get in touch with it and ask Ron. But anyway, Craig Huey uses it for people who went to Sunday service within the last six months um, in his congressional district. Okay, so uh, we gathered 94,000 mobile IDs. A lot of people still go to church, helping us build a large database in a short amount of time. Using geofencing, we collected contact information of 10,000 highly motivated voters who were also considered low propensity voters, and more than 10,000 petition signers for voter registration and GOTV, and more than 100,000 landing page visitors for under $15,000. I wonder if they had the street address. I'll have to ask Craig that one. Okay, so geofencing allows highly targeting a specific audience, expand the way you reach in a way that couldn't... Uh, that you couldn't using email, direct mail, or targeted digital, and gives you an opportunity to build your database of prospects quickly and cost efficiently. Cost effectively. I wonder if that uh, meets CCPA restrictions. I'm not sure. Is that public information or not? I don't know. Combine real-time and geofencing strategies. So that's a really interesting article from Craig Huey. Sorry about the breakup in the signal. I'm not sure why. Everything's turned off here. Uh, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Like and share. 
this show and more are available at WDMA.org. I fixed the website yesterday so that it loads. <laughs> it was showing all 600 all 600 podcasts. It's probably about 800 now uh, that are on the fr- we're on the front page. Now it just shows the link. It doesn't show the you know the whole the whole podcast. So if you see something interesting, you can still click it. But it really limits it to the recent ones. If you want to search the podcast, go to Spotify, uh, Spotify, Amazon, I mean, uh, Apple or Google, and you can search them really well, or YouTube, and you get the full visual impact. Um, and I'll put that YouTube link for the full show into the show notes on LinkedIn. So thanks. Repost. Repost. It's fantastic what a couple of reposts seem to do for LinkedIn. They're worth about 20 likes. So if you hear something in this that's really helpful, I encourage you to use the repost button along with the like button. It's just as easy. It's right next to it, to the right. And it, it <laughs> LinkedIn just doesn't show this to even a fraction of the people that are connected with me uh, unless you hit repost a few times. So thank you for your help. Bye-bye.